Welcome to the Pod Buffet, your selection of five-minute tasters by podcasters from around the world. And this is the Saturday Digest. Perfect for that late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy. Hey friend, it's David Abinsky here in New York City. I'm the host of the Portfolio Career Podcast. All 137 episodes with notes can be found at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can also subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which includes the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced opportunities. I was lucky to be a student in the podcasting fellowship in the summer of 2018. This clip is from episode 137 with Kian Gardner, where Kian interviewed me. Kian was my first guest in 2018. So I hope this teaser in the episode showcases my podcasting journey, the magic that can occur from podcasting, and how I've been lucky to build and grow my portfolio career so you can too. Thank you so much. And with something like podcasting, would you would you suggest that it needs to be so strongly themed, so strongly tied, have this uh, thorough hook when you're when you're establishing what it can be, and then even your let's say your first ten guests, um, or do you think it's beneficial to kind of dabble in a way and discover and it to, from the outside looking in? I witness you and I can compare you against other friends that also have and had different approaches uh, with their podcasts and it feels different. You know, the results and even the resulting product feels different than yours. Each one is kind of distinct in that regard. But uh, from you, I guess, would you say that's accurate that that was kind of your, your process because it was a decision you'd made? I think when I started the show, I definitely heard from some people that were existing podcaster that that had said, you know, what's your monetization strategy? What, you know, how how does this feed into your business? How does it feed into all these other things? And to be honest, I didn't know. Uh, so I let kind of the work in my, uh, I don't want to say creativity, because, <laughs> but I would say my ideas or my insights or my momentum or my current thinking uh, at the moment, had that kind of lead me through, uh, but I didn't have much of a plan to say where is this going to go. Like the the idea of coaching podcasters after becoming a student just a couple of weeks before, you know, that was completely foreign to me because that opportunity wasn't there. Then the ideas of you know pr- producing podcast for a company or for other people completely foreign to me. You know, I never would have thought about that when I was just getting started. And so, you know, do I think looking back at it now, it was there ways to be called more strategic in the beginning? Yeah, sure. But I also think that it opened up a lot of random serendipity, random uh, conversations and led to some really interesting projects. Um, but I think like, you know, if you're like a business owner and you have a podcast, it's very clear as like, you know, how could I help have this guide me or, you know, help, grow the business. But for me, it was, you know, I wanted to have great conversations with my roommate and, you know, some other great friends. 
and then kind of just explored it and those plateaus mm -hmm. and those peaks that I mentioned. And then, you know, just learned some things along the way where some people said, you know, I really like the way that you email me. Like you should teach people that I email. And then, so then I created a workshop called empathy email workshop. Like all these different random things that popped up were really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but if you kind of plan it too much and try to say like, this is my growth strategy and I need to make X amount of money. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a creative project. I think you have to kind of let it take its path and it's always going to take longer than you expect, but mm -hmm. that's part of it. Welcome to Crafting Solutions to Conflict, a podcast exploring how to deal effectively with conflict, actual and potential, good and bad. Engaging guests discuss a range of insights, and I cover tips and topics based on my 35-year fascination with conflict and my experience helping people with it. I'm your host, Jane Bettle, and my goal is to share a perspective on conflict that is both practical and positive. What harmony isn't. The word harmony certainly conjures up a positive vibe, and it should but it can often be used in a way that is not true to its meaning or its potential. We can hear harmony used to mean no disagreements, everyone on the same page, everyone with the same perspective, possibly no need for conversation, because what needs to be discussed? In fact, harmony represents a richer, deeper idea. In music, we know that harmony doesn't mean one person singing or even two people with voices as nearly identical as two human voices can be. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary calls harmony the combination of simultaneous musical notes in a chord. The Cambridge Academic Content Dictionary defines harmony as a pleasant musical sound made by different notes being played or sung at the same time. Describing harmony in art, the Cambridge Dictionary says this, Harmony is the combination of separate but related parts in a way that uses their similarities to bring unity to a painting, drawing, or other art object. More generally, Cambridge says that harmony is the pleasing arrangement of parts or interweaving of different accounts into a single narrative. 
My particular interest, of course, is in people and how we interact. For instance, Cambridge describes racial harmony as good feelings between different races. Obviously not a situation where everyone has the same perspective. Yet, when we talk about a smaller group, a closely held business, an extended family, an enterprising family, a legacy family, we can use the word harmony to mean that there are no differences. In fact, it's the differences that bring the harmony, the varied experiences, perspectives, preferences and priorities even, that create the depth of the overall sound or voice. We benefit from the differences when we value them and treat each other respectfully when we have them. Back to musical harmony. I was recently treated to an expiring example of it when I was introduced to a YouTube video of the New York City Virtual Choir and Orchestra. In May 2020, the Pod Brothers released a performance of How Can I Keep From Singing? Those were dark times, and much can look bleak today, too. The video begins with text that reads, In times of uncertainty, grief, and isolation, we find strength and joy in making music. Over 140 singers and musicians came together from their own homes to create the piece. As you see the faces and hear the music, you experience human harmony at its finest. I will put the link in the show notes. If you are not among the 544,000 who have already had the experience, you might give it a try. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Crafting Solutions to Conflict podcast, please share it. Leave a rating or review. Subscribe through one of the major apps. For anyone new to podcasts, here's something you may not know. Subscribing is free. You can also find the show at craftingsolutionstoconflict.com. Comments or ideas? Let me know. Until next time, I'm Jane Bettle. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to disappear when you don't comment on things. You're not that active in chat. Um, you hide behind, you know, your photo on Zoom. Uh, it, it can you can be invisible pretty quickly. Are you new to working from home? Maybe you're figuring out how to manage a distributed team. Are you homeschooling your kids while trying to get something? Anything else done? You've come to the right place. Work Life at Home talks with both newbies and experts as we explore the tools, tips, and techniques that will help you make the most of this new way of working. I'm Josh Freeman. Welcome home.
When you work remotely, it's easy to lose visibility. We're human beings and FaceTime has always been an important part of our communication and of building relationships. Now we're stuck in this weird limbo of Zoom calls and emails, and it's harder to have an impact on your organization. It's harder to bond with your boss and your coworkers. It's harder to get noticed and valued, but not impossible. My guest is Leah Ryder, who's written a lot about working remotely and about this issue in particular. Leah's the brand and content marketing lead at Trello. Her team manages five blogs, all their social media, quarterly cross-team campaigns, community engagement, and copywriting for this project and task management service that has 35 million registered users. And just because she doesn't have enough going on, Leah also writes and publishes her own newsletter called Write Work about women in content marketing. Leah, welcome to Work Life at Home. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. Where are you putting pulses out and being seen? And how are you using those pulses to create um, a balance within this framework is essentially what, what we challenge everyone with. So let's have an example of that. Yeah. So let's talk about strategic visibility because I think that's really important and something probably that people are starting to learn about. So this is about building an open concept digital office. The first pillar is being asynchronously accessible. So all your documents should be unlocked and mm -hmm. able to be found and made available for people to review. And what does that what does that do for you? Or what does that do for them? Either way. It gives everybody an equal playing field, if you will, to review business decisions, have a chance to comment or provide a piece of feedback, and to stay up to date with the same shared context. Okay. It's really important to encourage a healthy comment culture. When all of your um, content is accessible and has uh, the availability for commenting, um, it's like creating a really valuable hallway chatter and lunch table brainstorming around the work that you're doing. So one obvious question about that is you get comments from people who may not have a clue of what the background is of the thing that you're posting publicly. Or do you? Or does that actually happen? Or do people just stay off of it? Um, it can happen. We call it seagulling. Okay. <laughs> people swoop in and, uh -huh. and poop do on their your stuff. thing on your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, all of this is kind of uh, centered against a set of core values of the company. Things like seek first to understand or yeah. assume positive intent. Um, we have another one called open company, no bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, which is not a license to say whatever you want, but it's welcoming everyone to take a peek. Right. And we also have a really healthy documentation culture. So usually everything will have like backup resources and Got depth it. of information. So if you want the context, you can get it. If you want the context, you can get it. Um, everyone has the right to comment. Everyone has the right to accept or ignore oh, the, good. the commentary. But you, you have to kind of tie it back to the physical office. So if you were in a meeting and you're presenting this or you're talking about it uh, at the coffee maker mm -hmm. and it's like someone walking up, overhearing, um, you know, pitching in their idea, 
you just you wouldn't just walk away and and ignore them be, or say outright right. like you're not allowed to comment on this. I didn't invite you into this circle. <laughs> well, you you might just smack them, but you know <laughs> that would be immediate feedback. Yeah, I mean you might, but I don't know if I'd want to work there. <laughs> no, probably not. Okay. That was the Pod Buffet Digest. I hope you enjoyed it. Hi, Steve Hetherington here, producer of the Pod Buffet. Just to let you know that we're going to be taking a short break through the holidays and we will be back early in the new year. Look for us in your favourite podcast listening app.